Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Playground of Horror series. Tonight is the continuation of my last episode of the series when I was talking about the story of Cinderella and the darker origins that some of you may not have known existed outside of Disney's portrayal of the story. If you haven't heard the episode, I went over in more detail about Giampetista Basile's story, uh, Cineratola, and the major differences in the beginning of the stories between between this story and the Grimm Brothers tale called Ash Buttle. So I urge you to check it out. Now, just to let you know, there are more versions of the story of Cinderella. It's a story that goes all the way back to 14 BC with an Egyptian princess named Rhodopis. However, I will be continuing the story's commentary with three versions of the story, which is Giampetista Basile Cineratola, the Grimm Brothers Ash Buttle, and Charles Perrault the little glass slipper. Now please note that some of the passages in the stories I will be reading off to you. In the Grimm Brothers Ashbuttle, things take a different turn. When it comes to asking her stepmother if she can go to the ball, her stepmother throws keys that was on her plate into the ashes in the fire and tells her that if she can get all of them out without the ashes being on the plate, she can go to the ball. So Cinderella went to the hazel tree that she planted beside her mother's grave and chanted the good into the pot, the bad into the crop. Then birds come flying in and get all the peas out of the fireplace. But even after that, she was told she couldn't go. When it comes to how Cinderella comes across the beautiful ball gown and slippers to wear to the dance, she goes to that same hazel tree that she planted beside her mother's grave and chants the spell, shiver and quiver my little tree silver and gold throw down over me the little birds throw a gold and silver dress down to her and slippers embroidered with silk and silver and she puts on the dress with all speed and went to the festival her stepsisters and the stepmother did not even recognize her and thought she must be a foreign princess of some for she looked so beautiful in the golden dress how she gets to the ball isn't best in grim brother's story but she makes three visits to the dance the royals were hosting at the castle by casting the same spell. And on the third day, when the parents and sisters had gone away, Cinderella went once more to her mother's grave, said to the little tree the same chant. And the birds would normally throw down a new dress to her, which would normally be more splendid and magnificent than the other one. Just to let you know, the slippers were gold, not silver. The slipper that she loses. The one that is silver is Parole's version, not the Grimm Brothers and not Batiste. But I've heard that there are some mistranslations there also and that Parole's version actually was supposed to be a fur slipper instead of a silver slipper. Slight mistranslation within the French language, but I'm not too sure on that. But anyway, when evening came, Cinderella wished to leave and the king's son was anxious to go with her, but she escaped from him so quickly that he couldn't follow her. The king's son had used a stratagem and had caused the whole staircase to be smeared with hitch and when she ran down, had the left slipper remained sticking. The king's son picked it up and it was small and dainty and golden. Next morning, he took it to the father and said to him, no one shall be my wife but she whose foot this golden slipper fits. Then there 
were two sisters glad for they had pretty feet. The eldest went with the shoe into her room and wanted to try it on and her mother stood by but she could not get her big toe into it and the shoe was too small for her. Then her mother gave her a knife and said cut the toe off. When thou art queen thou will have no more need to go on foot. The maiden cut off the toe and forced the foot into the shoe, swallowed the pain and went out to the king's son. Then he took her on his horse as his bride and rode away with her. They were obligated to pass the grave and there on the hazel tree sat two pigeons and cried, turn and peep, turn and peep. There's blood within the shoe. The shoe, it is too small for her. The true bride waits for you. Then he looked at her foot and saw how the blood was streaming from it. He turned his horse around and took the false bride home again and said she was not the true one and that the other sister was to put on the shoe. Then this one went into her chamber and got her toes safely into the shoe, but her heel was too large. So her mother gave her a knife and said, cut a bit off thy heel. When thou art queen, thou will have no more need to go on foot. The maiden cut a bit off of her heel, forced her foot into the shoe, swallowed the pain, and went out to the king's son. He took her on his horse as his bride and rode away with her. But when he, when they passed the hazel tree again, the two pigeons sat on it and cried, turn and peep, turn and peep, there's blood within the shoe. The shoe, it is too small for her. The true bride waits for you. He looked down at her foot and saw how the blood was running out of her shoe and how it had strained her white stocking. Then he turned his horse and took the false bride home. This also is not the right one, he said. You have no daughter? No, said the man, which was Cinderella's father. There is still a little stunted kitchen wench, which my late wife left behind her, but she cannot possibly be the bride. The king's son said he was to send her up to him. But the mother answered, Oh no, she is much too dirty. She cannot show herself. He absolutely insisted on it and Cinderella had to be called. She first washed her hands and face clean and then went and bowed down before the king's son who gave her the golden shoe. Then she seated herself on a stool, drew her foot out of the heavy wooden shoe and put it into the slipper which fitted her like a glove. And when she rose up and the king's son looked at her face, he recognized the beautiful maiden who had danced with him and cried, that's my true bride. The stepmother and stepsisters were terrified and became pale with rage. He, however, took Cinderella on his horse and rode away with her as they passed by the hazel tree. The two white doves cried, turn and peep, turn and peep. No blood in the shoe. The shoe is not too small for her. The true bride rides with you. And when they had cried that, the two came flying down and placed themselves on Cinderella's shoulders, one on the right and the other one on the left, and remained sitting there. When the wedding with the king's son had to be celebrated, the two false sisters came and wanted to get into favor with Cinderella and share her good fortune. When the betrothed couple went to church, the elder was at the right side and the younger at the 
left, and the pigeons pecked out one eye of each. Afterwards, as they came back, the elder was the left and the younger at the right. Then the pigeons pecked out the other eye from each, and thus for their wickedness, falsehood, they were punished with blindness as long as they lived. Now, when it comes to the prince trying to find Cinderella in Basile's version, she does lose a slipper, though it's not patent and fur, not gold or slipper, and she is pursued by a dashing king, not Prince Mind, and the lost slipper fits Cinderella's foot, and the murderer gets her happily ever. And of course, everyone knows Charles Perrault's version because that version is portrayed in Disney's movies and something that everyone commonly knows. Well, my lovely dark souls, as much as I would love to stay and chat, I must go rest my bones. Tell me what you think. Which version of Cinderella do you like more? Charles Perrault, Guillaume-Baptiste Basile, or the Grimm Brothers version? And do you know of any versions of Cinderella that are more terrifying than the ones that I mentioned in tonight's episode? Share your opinions with me in the comments section on YouTube or post your comments on the Wicked Magic website. You'll find the link in the description below. And if you are listening on Spotify or SoundCloud, be sure to share this podcast. And if you are listening to this on YouTube, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe so you don't miss any new videos or episodes. Also, please support this podcast by signing up on my Patreon. Stay tuned for next week's episode of Playground of Horror series where we will get into the story of Beauty and the Beast. Maybe. I haven't decided yet to do the content of the original version of Beauty and the Beast on here. It may be on Patreon. Just letting you know. For now, this is your host, Kia, signing off. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the shadows bite.